get very clear about what you want. And, you know, you really have to take time to like rebuild your confidence because, you know, being laid off can take a shot at your confidence. So you need to remind yourself like, no, I do bring value to companies and truly believe that you can attain the job you're looking for and that you are worthy of it. Like that number I had in my head, it, I can't even tell you how much more it is than what I previously was getting before. Hi, this is Diana Burnell O'Leary with Job Talk Weekly. I love sharing our success stories. Today, I talk with Ashley in Denver, who originally came to me a few months ago, and right as she started her job search, she got laid off. But she kept doing all the right things and kept going, and she landed a terrific new job. I've asked Ashley to share the strategies and tools that made her successful. Let's jump in. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to Job Talk Weekly. Hey, Diana. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you because you and I first got together a few months ago when you were looking for a job. Tell us a little bit about your original thoughts about finding a new search. What was driving that? Yeah. So when I first came into contact with you, it was time to look for a new job. Uh, my previous role, I was having an issue with career growth. Um, the, at the time, there wasn't really any career growth to be had. I had, you know, had my one-on-ones with my manager. I had expressed that to my director to no such luck. Also, at the time, I was, you know, I had a lot of responsibility for my particular role, and they also weren't interested in paying me anymore. So it was about that time to make a, a move. Yeah, good for you. So you saw that there was nowhere else to go, and you're obviously at a place in your career where you want to grow. So at the time, yeah. what did you think were the biggest challenges for finding a job, for finding a new job while you still had that old job? Oh, just making the time. Um, it, it wasn't hard to get an interview. It was just more of like, where can I, you know, plug that in during my work day? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gosh. You know, that is such a great point because we always tell people that it's better to look for a job while you still have a job because you can present yourself as still currently employed. But making mm -hmm. the time and the mental energy to show up positive and to be able to switch uh, from your day job to maybe an interview at five o'clock, that's really hard. Oh, absolutely. And you have to think, you know, when you're looking for a job, it's not like you're going to go on one job interview. You want to make sure that you're really putting yourself out there to try to see what what you can catch. And that's a lot of interviews. So, you know, it's not like, oh, let me just take my lunch. Like I might have done like two interviews during my lunch. <laughs> right. It is. It is a lot. And even if we have Zoom or whatever technology, you know, it's still that mental headspace to be able yes. to pivot from one conversation to another. Um, but it's ironic that you say that time was one of your concerns because somehow that corrected itself. Can you tell us what happened about, <laughs> you know, you want when you were starting midway through your search something happened yeah so midway through my search I walked into work one day and it turns out they were laying off about 50 people at my company and I happened to be one of them that day so got on a call with my manager like a normal day happened to see HR there and they let me know that uh, my role was no longer a business need so they shut my computer down and and set me home 
<laughs> wow. So that in of itself is such a big shock to the system. Did you at least take a moment to sort of try and take care of yourself or try and refocus at that moment and put the job search aside? Or what was your thought process? Oh, yeah. Like my first thing. So one thing you'll know about me is that I'm very into meditation and like, you know, just self-regulating my emotions. So as soon as I left, walked home, called my mom, cried for about five minutes and then I went home and I like meditated and then honestly yeah. after that I was fine but I definitely felt shock because I'd never been laid off before I know it's it's not a personal thing but when it's your first time being laid off it's hard not to take it personal yeah and I think it's actually kind of healthy that you kind of got it out of the way early in your career so you can brace yourself for it <laughs> and you're right it's not personal but it feels personal because yeah. you're going through it and it's a new thing for you um, so I think you did the right thing by like you know letting yourself sort of sulk for a moment and and take that whatever that emotion was that you were feeling and then meditate on it and get through. Now, lucky for you, you got through it pretty quickly. Some people might take a few more weeks and, and that's okay. <laughs> um, what other things did you do to take care of yourself? Because going through a job search requires you to stay positive in a lot of different ways. And we always talk about self-care and your support crew. So what were some of the ways that you tapped the right people or did things just to take care of yourself during the search? Yeah, so I, I have like a really good support system, family and friends. So of course, I let everybody know what happened. And of course, they're like, hey, like any way that I can help, let me know. Um, you know, I sent out my resume that you helped me revamp to everybody. So that was helpful. And then it just happened to be perfect timing because around maybe like a couple weeks after I got laid off, I had already, you know, paid to go on a few trips. So I went to Jamaica. I went to D.C. to go to a festival. And then I hung out nice. in San, San Jose for a few days. <laughs> So that was a little bit of built-in self-care that I didn't know was coming. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, good for you because, you know, some people might have canceled those trips. So oh, good for you for sticking yeah. with them. And mm -hmm. I think this is also a reminder of the importance of a financial cushion. No matter where you are in life, you got to make sure that you have a couple of months, uh, yep. ideally three, six or more uh, months of uh, short-term savings in the bank because those trips were probably so important to your self-care at the time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just for further context, they were already paid for. So it's like, what can you get back except for, you know, a flight credit? So it's like, yeah, you know yeah, what, let go. me just like, let me just go. It's happening. It's perfect timing anyway. But yes, I, I definitely agree. And thankfully, uh, the company, you know, gave me about two months severance. So that worked out as well. Excellent. So then once you realize, okay, now I have a lot of time to search for a job, <laughs> then how did you, you know, how did you jump to it? Like, what was different than when you had more time to search for a job? Oh, I, it changed. It completely became like job searching became my full-time job. So I just, you know, my main thing was to pivot into becoming a project manager. I had, you know, done that in my previous roles before, but not just had the title. So it was like, okay, so you're looking for a job. What kind of tools do you use? Like what kind of like routine do you need to have? And I'll wake up every morning. I'd meditate. I would look for jobs. I had a whole spreadsheet of like where I was applying to, what the, the job description was, a link to that. It was like a whole thing. Like I took it very seriously.
you became a project manager of your job search. Exactly. 1000%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were proving it. So how long did it take from when you first started searching for a job until you got your offer? Um, shoot. It's a little muddy from like when I met you. I forget what month it was, but I will mm-hmm. say from the time that I was laid off to the time that I found a new job, it was two months. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I probably started talking at least a month or two before that. Yeah. So I, I can't remember right. if it was a month or two months, but yes. Yeah. I think it's you're right in that sweet spot. We tell people that it's at least three months. And mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of jobs out there and we talk about how great the labor market is. But still, there's something about getting out there and finding the right fit, too. I mean, yes. were there other jobs that you were called for that you you weren't interested in? I mean, tell me about your sorting process to make sure that you were finding the right job for you. Um, it. I didn't necessarily go for roles that I wasn't interested in. All of them were project management roles. It was just more so, will I be a fit with the company? And then also, the, yes, the labor market, there's a lot of jobs out there right now, but you have to keep in mind like that is putting like a lot of stress on the recruiters. So some recruiters like handled that stress well and they were putting their best foot forward. And some of them were just, they're their communication was a little shaky. So it was like, okay, I want this job, but sometimes they don't respond to you or it's too late. You've already moved forward in the process with another job. Or like, to me, it was like, okay, like, do I really want to work there? I'm not really sure, like culture wise, if this makes sense for me. Oh my gosh, that is such a good point that the recruiters themselves are overwhelmed. You know, Mm -hmm. I remember talking to someone about a month or two ago, and she had so many jobs. And so she, and so she was sort of deputizing other people in the company saying, you know, like the hiring managers, okay, well, why don't you do the first screening calls? I mean, she had to change her normal process. So that's a good point that candidates have to be aware that how they treat you in the interview process, by the way, is the best that they're going to treat you because that's yeah. the courting <laughs> yeah. time. Yes. Um, but it is it is a little messy out there. So how do you think your job search evolved from the first day that you started looking towards the end? I mean, were your interview skills better? Was your approach a little different? Did you see a, a change towards the end? Yeah, it was the interview skills that definitely evolved, like from interview one, uh, you know, just having a lot of nerves and you're not really sure what kind of questions are going to throw at you. Some companies have their own specific questions and you just really don't know. Or some other, most companies will ask you like a set of questions that are, you know, very specific to the role. So the thing that I had to evolve on and get good at is like anticipating what kind of question they're going to ask me and have my answer ready. So, and that took time. Like the first interview wasn't quite prepared because I wasn't really sure what they were going to throw at me. But by that, the last couple of interview questions, I was like, oh, yep, mm -hmm. I got it. You got it. Yeah. (laughs) So tell me more about how you practiced. I mean, did you say it out loud? Did you use a friend? What was that like? Um, I'm more of like a a self-sufficient type of person. So I would, you know, look scour the internet of like questions. I would also take notes during my interviews of the questions that they would ask me that I'm like, oh, I haven't heard that before. And then I would work on my questions. So I had, I actually had a whole uh, notebook that was dedicated to my job search. So it would have like the job description in there where I would fill in like, like under the roles and responsibilities. I 
go through like my past and say like, oh, like I've done X, Y, and Z and I fill that in. And then I, you know, answer questions in that booklet. And I'm more of like a pen and paper person that helps me retain information. So me like repeatedly writing out the questions that I think I would be asked and then writing my answers is what helped me uh, retain that information and be able to say it verbatim in my interviews. I think that's perfect. And a lot of people think that they, you know, they think through their interview answers in their head or on the fly, but you really have to Mm -mm. practice it and say it out loud because even me as an extrovert, sometimes I'll I'll think something and then I'll say it out loud. I'm like, no, 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 that's not exactly the way it's trying to come across. One thing to know, like, when you're writing stuff down, your grammar is different than when you're saying it out loud. So it's definitely important to, you know, say what you think your answer will be uh, instead of just writing it down and then thinking you're going to say it later. Yeah, definitely. And that's why you have to practice. And some Mm -hmm. people are good about practicing on their own like you are, but some people need a friend. And that can be awkward, too. I mean, it's a new experience. Maybe you feel a little awkward with um, a friend or your loved one, your partner to do it. But, you know, you've got to sort of get over that initial fear because part of the Uh, success of interviewing isn't just what you say, but it's how you say it. And being able to come through with just enough confidence, not too cocky, but not (laughs) too nervous. You know, the recruiters are always going to know you're a little nervous in the beginning, but the practice will take the edge off. Yes. And on top of that, once you get further down the process, I got to the final round in two uh, for two jobs. And uh, for one of them, I actually had to do a really big pre- presentation to one of the VPs. So I I was definitely doing like multiple Zoom calls with my partner and my mother just to go over my presentation to make sure I was memorizing everything, everything sounded great, that I looked great, like everything. I took that very, very seriously. And I do think that's important. So how much of the interview process was over Zoom? Oh, all of it. <laughs> oh, wow. That's and that's so hard. It really is. Yeah, I will say I I actually didn't mind it too much. Uh, it, yes, it's a lot to like keep together and organize. But yeah. like for the sake of me having notes and, you know, being able to glance at my notes, you can't oh, yeah. really do that in person. So no, there there is an say, upside. Yeah, I was like, that was the nice upside. If you can tilt your, you know, computer in the right way, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. So tell (laughs) us then about this final offer that you did receive and how you knew this was the right job for you. Yes. So the, uh, the role that I ended up accepting, it's a senior project specialist for global events. Um, In my past, I had done a lot of event planning. I'd thrown a lot of parties. Um, and so with this company, I'm able to join a team that throws events on a very, very large scale. So think of like throwing events for 1,600 plus people. And it was something that I've wanted to do, um, but I just wasn't sure how to go about that in the corporate world. So. To be very frank with you, as soon as I saw the job description on LinkedIn, I was like, this sounds like me because it sounds like, you know, it's project management, but it's also event planning all squished into one. Like, I need to do this. So, yeah, you know, applied. Honestly, the as soon as I met the recruiter, love the recruiter. She was amazing. Like we and I 
from there, I just connected with everyone, made genuine connections with everyone that I interviewed with from my hiring manager, who is now my manager, uh, by VP, and then another like senior director that I also work alongside. Like everyone was very genuine. Everyone was very clear about like what would be expected. They didn't really ask fluff questions. Um, of course, my hiring manager asked me questions that are very specific to project management just to confirm that I'm where I need to be. But other than that, it's like, do we culturally fit? Do we like each other? Can we work yeah. together? And that I appreciated the absolute most. So, yeah. yeah. And how did you... How did you explain your departure from your old company? Because you had a very logical, practical, valid reason uh, for looking for a new job, even though you wanted a new job anyway six months before, but you had been laid off. But I think for some people, that can still be tough to get over that hump. So how did you describe that when they said, you know, why were you um, why you're no longer at your old company? You know, that's really interesting. I remember emailing you and being like, oh my gosh, what do I say? Like, ah, you know, like super nervous. And you were like, you should just be honest. Like, this is something that happens. And that's what I did. I mean, there really wasn't anything to say except for, you know, I was laid off. And a few weeks later, they laid off 25% of the company and they were like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Happy to have yeah. you. You know, yeah. <laughs> and it, honestly, it was the easiest way to explain something. Uh, when I was searching for a job, when I had a job, it was a little bit more of an explanation of like, well, why are you trying to leave? You know, but when you're laid off, it's like, well, yeah, you, you need employment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you are readily available. You could start tomorrow. Yeah. OK, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, great. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> so tell me about getting that offer. What was that like? Oh, my gosh. So I had it was a. Friday that I had my last final interview with the VP and okay. I will I will say like I enjoyed that interview the most I came in thinking like okay she's gonna ask me a bunch of VP questions I had researched stuff of what I'm gonna say and she's like no I want to take this time to get to know you like and what questions do you have of me about me how to work with me and what like questions you may have about the company and I was like Yes, thank you. So just asking her a lot of more deeper questions about the company, asking her why is she still there, you know, just those types of questions and really like building a genuine connection. Um, get off the phone with her. It apparently goes so well that my recruiter called me an hour later to offer me the job that day. Nice. So oh, that's so great. It was it was the great and I will say like, as soon as I got off the phone, off the call with, you know, my VP, hiring manager, everyone, I will say I had like this internal feeling of like, no, I killed that. I know I did a good job. Like there was no doubt in my mind that I, yeah. that I was very successful with all of those calls and especially that last one with the VP. So when I got that call an hour later, I was like, oh yes. And I will say one thing I, when I would meditate, it was like, okay, what kind of job do I want? What will let me visualize what I want my day to day to look like? And what kind of salary do I want? And like stick to that. And I will let you know what they offered me is exactly what I meditated on. It was so freaky. Nice, nice. That's a perfect success story. I mean, I couldn't uh, have mapped this out better, by the way, Ashley. You so you're either. a terrific client. Like, <laughs> I didn't I didn't think that I would give this kind of story. That and that's why I'm like, we need to have this conversation. But yeah, stuff like this well, is I, real. 
Yeah, it is real. And I think because you did all the right things and part of it starts with your own self-awareness. Yes. Right. You knew who you were and you knew what you were looking for. And then you had certain bare minimums that yes. you were going to stick to. And so you sort of you did all the right things, always centered around what was driving you, who you were and where you wanted to land. And one of the things also that we talk about here is that the interview process is a two way street. Right. Yes. As much as you're trying to put your good foot forward, that last interview with her sounds so meaningful. And it sounds yes. like they went out of their way to show you who they were and they're looking for fit, too. And I think those connections are what told you and the VP that this is a good fit. Absolutely. And, you know, funny enough, I was still in the process. I had just finished my uh, final interview for that other job where I had to do a very big presentation, but I hadn't heard from them. They were kind of pushing out the decision. But as soon yeah. as I got that offer, I was like, oh yeah, as soon as I go through onboarding, like it's a wrap. I don't, I don't even, yeah. I still don't know to this day if I would have gotten the job or not. It doesn't matter. Like I know that I am where I'm supposed to be and I will be here for a very long time. Oh, that is so wonderful to hear. And good for you. You did so much work. You did all the right yes. stuff. Um, and you also did something that we recommend. You didn't oh, say no to that other job until you had this job locked in. Oh, yeah. In Do not jump the gun. I didn't say. And also, I know people are very into social media. Like, you know, some people, you know, maybe want to express themselves. I get it. But in the professional realm, like, I think it's very important to keep like your cards close to your chest, especially when things aren't like if you haven't signed anything, I would keep it a little tight lipped until you truly have something anything can happen. Think of all of like the tech layoffs that I was a part of. Um, a lot of folks who had just gotten a job offer, a lot of them got rescinded. So you have to be very, very careful. Yes, absolutely. It is a very crazy time out there. And you're right. Mm -hmm. You have to use your social media and LinkedIn for you and stay positive and post about certain things. But don't get specific about absolutely. your job search until yes. you show up. I mean, I've even heard of the Sunday night uh, rescinding, which is awful Woo! to hear about. Yes. You know, that people get job offers and they think they're going to start Monday morning and then they get this dreaded call on yes. a Sunday night. Yes. Yes. And uh, actually, a friend of mine that happened to him, like he <sighs> went through the process, got the job, but then they were like, nope, we need to go, you know, hiring freeze. It's crazy out here. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that, yeah. that is rough. I mean, as much as it is, it's a good labor market for the right person and the right job and the right company. But every once mm -hmm. in a while, you know, your friend's situation um, is going to happen. So what other thoughts of advice would you leave our listeners with about job search? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're looking for a job right now, look for places to network with companies where they want to network with folks. Um, I use this website called powertofly.com. They were amazing. Um, I would also invest it, or think about investing in LinkedIn premium. It's like 30 to 40 bucks, but it gives you a lot of insights into what kinds of roles you may best be aligned with. It shows you who's looking at your profile and you also have the ability to directly uh, message recruiters um, and then like I, I definitely referred to this before but 
creating a spreadsheet with all of your information centralized will help keep you from getting, you know, frazzled or stressed out. So I would, you know, put the name of the company, the name of the role, a link to the job description, the name, email of the recruiter, and then I record the dates that I had interviews to keep everything organized. So this also helps you uh, remember which resume to use because you always want to, you know, tweak your resumes here and there just to make sure that they line up with the job description. Oh, yes. And I think being organized, it's sort of like there's the practical and then there's the more emotional part of the job search. So the practical is everything you just listed to be super organized. Make sure you update your cover email and change the name of the company and don't do what I've seen other people do and not change their oh. introduction and oh, they're applying my gosh, to yes. Yeah, be the, detail a company. oriented. Detail yes, yes. matters. I know. And then some people just sort of like scribble it down on their yellow notepad. It's like, no, 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 you need a spreadsheet. I think you're absolutely right. Because sometimes we do so many emails and so many cover letters, it's easy to forget which resume you sent them, which cover, what things you said in that cover note. So there's the practical part. But then there's the more emotional part, the headspace. And I think that's where you also excelled by knowing that you were a person who relies on meditation and you kept at it. You relied on your friends and family to support you. And I think so much of that, um, I think that is so important because people get practical and they spend all their time on the computer, but they've got to give themselves a break and they've got to surround themselves with the right support crew to get them through Mm -hmm. the tough days. Uh, and, And I'm glad that you said that. It's very, very important to tap into that side. It's not all just practical. And, you know, if people don't necessarily meditate, just take some time to just like shut everything off and like just get really quiet but get very clear about what you want and you know you really have to take time to like rebuild your confidence because you know being laid off can take a shot at your confidence so you need to remind yourself like no i do bring value to companies and truly believe that you can attain the job you're looking for and that you are worthy of it like that number i had in my head i can't even tell you how much more it is than what I previously was getting before. So I love it. So good for you. You have to believe in yourself and not just like frou frou, like woo woo, like, no, like I am worthy (laughs) of that. Like that is what I deserve to, you know, do because this is the high value that I bring to this company. And you did it. So how did you celebrate Ashley before we had, before we wrap up, how did you celebrate? I called everybody and and screamed I had a job. And then, (laughs) (laughs) like, literally, they'd be like, hello, I have a job. (laughs) Awesome. And then um, that evening, my mom took me out to dinner. So that was really nice, too. So it was, and, you know, she had, like, her moment of imparting her wisdom of, like, okay, you're in a different tax bracket now. You know, I'm not trying (laughs) to tell you what to do, but this is what you should do with your money. (laughs) Okay, Ashley, by everything that I've heard from you and your family, I just want to hang with you guys. So the next time I'm in Denver, I'm going to come over. How long did it take you to actually start the job when you got the, the offer on a Friday night? Um, I think I start, oh, it was actually pretty quick. I think I started like a week and a half later. Uh, we had, we had a all hands meeting to attend in Vegas, uh, the beginning of August. So they were trying to make sure that I could attend, meet everybody, the whole team in person and just start rolling on this really huge event that we're about to throw the beginning of next year. So it all worked out background cleared, 
got, you know, onboarded really fast. So, yeah. You started your job in Vegas. Let's just start there. That's a really fun way to start yes. a job. I'm going to look for that as my next bar, like the next bar I want to set for myself. Oh, yes. Set the bar. Set the bar high. And like the company treats us well. Like, you know, we're guinea pigs because we're uh, essentially experiencing the hotel the way that, you know, the employees will be experiencing it when they go next year. So we got to try out all the food that they're going to have, like, the rooms in the aria are fabulous so it's like what'd you think of the room cool and then um, as a nice touch they actually gifted us with shoes so they had someone from nike come in what? and she had like a spread of shoes like try on a shoe and then go to this app and you know you know go pick your colorway and we'll ship them to you like i'm not going anywhere okay <laughs> You're not. You're not. And I'm definitely going to stay in touch with you just because you're so fun and enjoyable to talk to. Um, yes, but I'm I love so doing happy. These. Don't hesitate Good. to reach out at all. <laughs> Ashley, I'm so grateful that, that you took the time to share um, what worked for you, what didn't work for you, and share your experience with everyone. So I wish you the best of luck. And again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And, and thank you for all that you did too. Like, I mean, you're a testimonial to part of my success. So thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm happy to do it. Take care. I'll see you real soon. All right. Bye-bye. You can read more tips on our blog and learn about our workshops at jobtalkweekly.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I'd love it if you left us a podcast review and please do message us if you have questions or topics you want to hear. Thanks for listening. See you next time.